Good day, everyone. This is Virginia Pradhan, the host of Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan. You can hear our podcast every Wednesday and Saturday at 10 o'clock Central Time on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Edify Podcast Network, and watch it on YouTube channel. We are so grateful for you being here. We are so delighted that you are sending us your questions, your concern, your comments, and uh, you participate in a very, very special way. So we are so grateful for you. Um, we are grateful for those of you who read my uh, my memoir, um, Saving My Assassin, by Virginia Pradhan. You can uh, buy it at virginiapradhanbooks.com slash product slash book. And you can find out more about me and about my desire to train you to live a life of uh, significance and success and to be strong and courageous. Today, I'm going to answer your question. One of your questions is how to have hope during a hard time. Uh, I will add to that a little bit twist on my own. And I will say how to celebrate hope anytime, including during hard times. And many times I will, uh, I will uh, give you some example from my own life, from my life under cruel persecution in socialist Romania, interrogation, being beaten, tortured, um, and my life here in America as I defend uh, religious rights now. Time is surely changing. And time is also one of our most valuable possessions. You can possess money, you can have money, and you can create more money, but you can never create more time. How do you spend your time? It's a sure evidence of where your hope lies. Let me repeat it. How you spend your time, it's evidence of where your hope lies. If your hope is in God and his word, then you will invest time in God and in his word. You will celebrate, you will learn his hope, and you will celebrate his hope no matter your circumstances. I will share with you three steps that you can take to find that hope and to celebrate God's hope under any circumstances, including during hard times. So here are the three steps. Make sure if you need a pen and pencil, take notes, and most of all, apply those things. Okay. Number one, the first step, put your hope in God and invest your time in God's word and God's time with God. Psalm 119, verses 73 and 80, talks a lot about investing your time and putting your hope in God. Again, how you spend your time is evidence of where your hope lies. I hope you take notes of that. 
Okay. Spending time and taking time to read the Bible means seeking to understand God's Word. Meditate. Meditating on God's Word. Delight it in God's Word. Learn it from His Word, what hope is, and hiding in your, in your uh, heart. And most, most of all, applying God's Word. When you will be going through a difficult time, you will have the power to trust God because you meditated before the hard time. You sought the Lord to understand Him and to understand His direction. Your trust in God helps you to be faithful, to understand His faithfulness, His unfailing love, and His compassion. As the psalmist said, David said in Psalm 119, verses 76 and 77. Spending time with God is the way in which God will make it clear to you His wisdom and give you His heavenly wisdom in your life, in your brain, in your mind, in your soul. He will comfort you so you can live really live his peace in your mind, in your soul, in your body. And always you will be able to walk with your head up, knowing that God is for you, knowing his faithfulness and failing love no matter the circumstances. I remember being uh, in the interrogation room. I remember being beaten and tortured and being full of blood and looking at those cruel, cruel uh, securitate guys doing the work of the evil one and doing the work of the dictator who ordered them. Many times I heard his voice over the phone screaming at them and telling them what to do. But God was there with me. And I heard the Lord whispering, share my love with them. And I remember telling them, I don't know what, I don't like what you're doing. But I know God loves you and I choose to love you. They had to turn their faces because they were crying. God's love captures every soul. And you are there under those circumstances to share and to show the hope of God in you and to share it with others. So learn in advance before the hard time comes, God's hope in you and in your life that you might be able to share it with others. So, If you live this way, you will encourage others to do the same. In Psalm 119, 74, David said, 
may those who fear you rejoice when you see me, when you see the hope that is in you and me, when they see the trust that we have even during hard time. We are encouraged when we see those people, not only from the pages of the Bible, but in real life around us. Our prayer should be, Lord, may my confidence and hope in you be spread around me today. May I be an encourager or encouragement to others as I rejoice myself when I see others putting their hope in you and in your word. Number two. Put your hope in God and and not in your wealth. 1 Timothy 6, 32, 21. In America, we are living an uncertain time with uh, inflation and many, many other, other things. You know in your business how hard it is many times to find supplies. You go to the store and find some of the... Uh, store shelves empty. We never experienced that before in America. And I know hard time, it's everywhere in, uh, in, um, around the world. So make sure you don't put your trust in your wealth, in your money, but in God. It's very important because that will give you a solid foundation. Wealth can disappear but not God. He's sovereign. He's there for you. He's your rock. So Paul, in this 1 Timothy 6, 3 to 21, he advised, um, Paul advised Timothy about false teacher that will preach something else than what the word of the Bible is in order to gain financial gain. Paul's words about wealth in this passage apply to everyone, especially to us in the Western civilization, where we have much greater standard of life than in any other place. Paul writes that we should be grateful with everything that we have present and not put our hope in in the wealth or believe that the wealth will give us security because our hope is in God eternal and richly and not any rich any wealth will not provide for us security have you ever been tempted to think that you will be more content, more um, grateful if you had more money? You have to answer to yourself. You can share with us if you want, but it's it's not required. Paul encourages all of us to be grateful with what we have materially. Gratefulness, it's gain by being grateful to God because after all, everything that we have is from Him. In uh, Psalm 19, uh, 
6 and 8, it says, For we brought nothing into this world, and we can take anything out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. But contentment is worth more than any wealth that you can accumulate on this planet. Paul warns people not to put their uh, um, trust in, in wealth that can make them arrogant and they can ruin and dis- destroy them. Paul is often misunderstood that many things that he said that money is the root of all evil, but actually he didn't say that. The love of money, he said, is the root of all kind of evil. Money can do a a lot of good. We all know that. The love of money is the key to bring all kind of evils in our, our lives, create idols. Whatever we are very wealthy or have little money, the danger is the same, the love of money. The temptation is there, whether we have little money or we have lots of money. So watch yourself. The opposite of this kind of greed and love of money is the attitude that Paul urges Timothy to have. And that is not to pursue money, but to pursue a righteous life, life, a life of wonder, a life of faith, a life of love of people and good faith and faithfulness to God. He urges Timothy to fight the good fight and to focus his mind of Jesus. And that is. But he tells us not to put our hope in in the money. In in getting this attitude, correcting his attitude, is something that will really help us to uh, take out of our, our mind and our area the love of money that can become an idol. Paul gives five uh, ways of sort of attitude of money in verses 17 and uh, 18. Don't be full of yourself. One of dangers of putting your trust in wealth is arrogance, pride. Tell those rich in this world's wealth to quit being so full of themselves, he said in verses 17. Don't, don't put your security in wealth, number two. We enter those words painlessness, and we will leave the same way. Wealth provide only, provides only a false security. Put your trust in God. The real measure of your wealth is how much you would be worth if you lose every money that you have. You are a child of God. Remember, you are not how much money you have. Number three, put God first. Put your hope in God who provides, richly provides you with everything for your enjoyment. Verse 17. There is nothing 
wrong with enjoying money or enjoying life. God wants us and provides for us everything to enjoy this life. But we need to recognize that if the love of money captures our our heart, we will belong to money, not to the Lord, and we will go on the wrong path. Number four, do all good with what you have. You can do a lot of good with money, not necessarily keeping for yourself, but also helping others. There are people rich, wealthy, rich, and poor spiritually, and there are people poor in the earthly uh, wealth, but they are rich in good deeds, in God's deeds. Number five, share your resources. John Wesley said one time, when I have money, I get rid of it quickly, lest it will find a way into my heart. That's a great way of putting generosity. It's the best way to treat the love of money. Everything we own is from God and comes from God. Lord, I hope our prayer is help us not to be arrogant, not to to put our hope in earthly wealth, but to put our hope in you. Help us to do good with what we have, to be rich in good deeds as you guide us, and to be generous and willing to share what you gave us with others. I hope this is your prayer, and I hope this is how you will start getting rid of loving money and putting your trust in God. Number three, put your hope in the Lord, not in powerful people. In Jeremiah 46, 1, 47 to chapter um, 7, Jeremiah gives us a great example of his time. In this time, some people, rich people in his time, put their um, Moabites and Ammonites, put their trust in the powerful people in, in their land where they live. Jeremiah, as he was guided by the Lord, told them and first learned by himself that God is a God of Israel and the God of the entire universe, of every nation. And God warned Jeremiah to warn those people that put their trust in the most powerful kingdom at that time, Pharaoh, to put their trust in God, because God is in charge of every government. And he is the one who rises up and takes the other one. And he said in verses 46, 25, those who trust in Pharaoh are heading to trouble. 
it is so applicable to our situation today. If you said put those who trust in government or any other idol are heading to trouble. So put your trust in God and not in powerful people, not in your boss, not in people who supplies your things for your business or anything else. You know who is the powerful person or powerful people, uh, powerful people in your life. So ultimately, our hope is uh, should be God alone. Christ is the source and hope of the whole world, and it should be the hope of our life. Christ is our hope. I hope Christ is my hope, and I hope you realize that you need to put your trust only in God and Christ, not in any powerful person. And then you will celebrate hope, his hope, Christ's hope, under any circumstances and even under hard times in your life. My prayer is, Lord, I will not be afraid because you are with me even in hard times. Help me always to put my hope in you and serve you alone, not other people, powerful people, not money, not my circumstances. May my trust in you, God, never be in money, powerful people, or government, but rather may my trust always be in you. Thank you that you promised to be with me and give me everything that I need, peace and security. If you still have questions, and you still have deal with some of the circumstances in your life, and you don't know how to find hope, hope in Christ, and most of all, celebrate that hope in Christ under any circumstances, please go to virginiapradanbooks.com slash contact. Tell us what you need, and we will help you. We are so grateful to um, train you, to have hope, Christ hope in any circumstances, to be a, a helpful and hopeful and courageous leader and to train others by your life, by your deeds, to have hope and celebrate hope no matter your circumstances. You will read more about how God helped me to have hope, his hope, under persecution, even here in America, coming empty-handed and rebuilding my life, go to virginiaprodanbooks.com slash product slash book and buy the book and I will sign the book for you. I always sign freedom is precious because the hope in Christ gives us freedom under any circumstances. Until our next podcast, Courageous Leadership with Virginia Prodan, Every Wednesday and Saturday at 10 o'clock Central Time, you can listen on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcast, and Edify Podcast Network, or watching on YouTube channel. I hope you continue 
to answer the questions or that you have for you, what stops you to have hope, what are the things that you are dealing every single day that you need help with, and you will send us the question and we will be more than happy to help you. May God bless you and keep in touch. Bye-bye.